0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. To another episode of the Brain Food Podcast, I am Casey Thomas, and today I'm going to be talking to you about the single most popular supplement in the world, okay? It is the most widely used psychotropic compound. I'm sure you've heard of it. It is caffeine, all right? Before we get into that, please be sure and leave me a rating and review and also subscribe. That way you will be the first to know when I have more episodes coming out. And trust me, I have so much more in store for you guys. Okay, so let's get into it. The first thing I need to go over before we talk about caffeine is a little bit of science. (laughs) Okay, so life involves action. At any given time, Every cell in your body is constantly undergoing a symphony of processes that will allow you to exist. Every action in the body, every single one, including any thoughts you might take, requires a cost. All right, no action is possible without the use of some energy. And the universal energy currency is the little molecule that we call adenosine triphosphate, or ATP. So if you want to breathe, You have to pay some ATPs. You want to think? You have to pay some ATPs. You want to lift weights? ATPs are paid. You get the idea. And the body is smart. Okay, we don't have a 100 different currencies. We just use this single ATP to pay for everything. And if we were to use multiple types of currencies, that would require extra work, extra time, and basically human life would be impossible as we know it. So the chemical equation for using ATP, is this: you have one adenosine triphosphate, and when you want to harness energy, that will break down into adenosine diphosphate, one phosphate molecule, and some energy. Okay? So basically, what all you've done is you've broken off one of your phosphates. All right? You've gone from a tri to a di, so you've taken away one of your phosphates. You had three, now you have two. And in exchange for breaking off that, you get a little bit of energy. And it's kind of like a spring, okay? The three phosphates are crammed together on the adenosine and they don't like it. And so you put a little bit of pressure right there and it's like, boom, one goes flying off, all right? And our body will harvest the energy from the release to do whatever work it is that we are trying to do. Some actions require a lot of ATPs. some require very few, just depends on how much work uh, your body is trying to do. Now, there's one other term that I want to define, which is sleep pressure. Okay, so as the day goes on, I'm sure you've noticed, and the longer you go without sleep, the more sleep pressure there is, and the more tired you become. And the mechanism behind this is a buildup of adenosine molecules. Now, you might recognize this term because I was just talking about ATPs, right, which is adenosine triphosphate. And so basically, the more energy you you use throughout the day, all these cellular processes that are going on, all of the adenosine molecules start building up and your body senses that, okay? And that creates this sleep pressure, this drive to rest and recover and restore itself. And once you do finally sleep, all of these adenosine molecules, they get cleared out, okay? They get resynthesized, they get repurposed, they get reused. But it's not until that sleep happens that you can recycle those adenosine molecules. Until then, you just have this buildup of all of this sleep pressure. And so finally, getting back to our topic at hand, which is caffeine. Caffeine is an adenosine antagonist. And all that means, it's a fancy chemical term. All that means is that it blocks your receptors, your sensors, if you will, from noticing that there is adenosine buildup. Okay. So you have these sensors and they're like, they're looking for adenosine and the more adenosine there are, they they give a little tally to your brain and they tell you, oh, I'm sleepy. There's a ton of adenosine here. But what caffeine does is it covers up those sensors and it says, nope, no adenosine's here. You can't see anything, all right? So the adenosine's are still there. You just don't feel it anymore. And because you're blocking these receptors, what happens is your body becomes more alert and more awake, which is you know, the classic motive for using caffeine, okay? It's the classic wake me up. It's the classic stay awake compound, all right? Everybody's drinking coffee. Everybody's drinking tea. Energy drinks are so common these days. So, what does the science say? The science says, as expected, caffeine is a reliable and effective compound for the purpose of increasing your state of wakefulness and also suppressing any kind of tiredness that you're feeling. Everybody knows about that. It's not really interesting, I suppose. But let me tell you some other interesting work that's been done with caffeine and looking specifically at brain performance. So there was a study looking at military. Okay, military is always first to do these kind of research studies. They're always, you know, pushing their soldiers to the limit. And a compound that can help them stay awake and be better performing combat-ready soldiers, that's something that they're very interested in, right? So here's what they did. They took took some soldiers and they sleep-deprived them. (laughs) Okay, Uh, very typical of them to do that. And what you see when you sleep deprive individuals is that their performance and their mood suffer quite drastically. What they were able to do is they were able to rescue some of that performance with caffeine, all right? So what they saw was that in sleep-deprived individuals, that caffeine at doses of uh, 200 to 300 milligrams was able to improve visual vigilance. So, you know, um, how much you can focus and sustain that focus despite being sleep-deprived. They were also able to improve choice reaction time, okay? So how quickly can you process something and make a decision? Uh, they were also able to improve measures like fatigue, uh, improve measures of sleepiness, and um, just in general doing better on vigilance, reaction time, and alert and alertness, okay? One thing that did not improve was mark- marksmanship. This requires very fine motor coordination and control and steadiness okay? And caffeine was not able to rescue this performance, um, which, which is a little bit unfortunate, but that, that was what they found. And so, you know, the study, which was very interesting, very useful for uh, military, basically was able to conclude that caffeine can improve cognitive function, improve vigilance, and even improve learning, memory, and your mood um, when you are sleep-deprived. And that's a whole host of things that are improved by one simple compound all right one caveat to all this is that there are some people who uh, not only don't respond to caffeine but actually experience a worsening effect okay they'll get nervous they'll get anxious they'll get jittery Uh, most people kind of self-select in this most people who are not coffee drinkers are some of those people who experience those symptoms which is why they are not coffee drinkers but you know, some people will also mistakenly force themselves to consume caffeine, despite the fact that it might cause them to have this kind of reaction um, in the mistaken belief that it will help their performance. But in fact, it's actually making it worse. So experiment on yourself and see if it's right for you. Now, here are some other things that the scientific research has found about caffeine. Uh, one thing is that a very low dose caffeine can actually reduce anxiety in normal people. But at high doses, even if you're totally fine with caffeine and it helps you out all the time, the higher the dose you go, the more likely you are to get those same exact symptoms of anxiety, nervousness, and jitteriness. Okay, so, uh, regardless of genetic predisposition. So you have to be careful with your dose, and I'll talk about dosing in a little bit, but dosing does matter. Caffeine has also been found to improve mood state. I'm sure you've seen people who get cranky if they don't have their cup of coffee in the morning, Uh, but caffeine has been shown to help out with mood state, believed to be due to reducing fatigue. And a really interesting finding about caffeine is that it not only reduces fatigue, but it also decreases your rating of perceived exertion. Okay, so what does that mean? Rating of perceived exertion just means how hard do you feel like your body was working just now? All right. Typically, you see this scale in physical tasks, but it applies to anything. And through its action as an adenosine antagonist, caffeine will actually make all of your tasks feel a little bit easier. In that sense, you can actually push yourself a little bit harder than your body would have naturally let it do. So with that, you can get more quality training sessions in more quality studying sessions, more quality anything if you're able to push yourself a little bit harder. So in that sense, caffeine can be very good. Now, there are some research with caffeine on memory, and overall, there's mixed results. So we can't really say whether or not caffeine actually helps memory formation or not. It does appear to actually increase spatial memory. Okay. However, when you're looking at working memory, it's a little bit more muddy. The working memory is the stuff you're using right now. It's not like some deep memory from when you were a child. It's what am I using right now to process this task that's right in front of me? And so what you see is that caffeine will actually help tasks where there's a limited amount of working memory. However, it actually makes tasks uh, worse where there are a heavy reliance on working memory. And one last note about caffeine on memory is that it does improve memory performance. When you are sleepy, <laughs> which is a common theme. So if you're sleepy, it tends to improve performance, which is kind of what we saw with uh, with the study with the military. Some other interesting notes about caffeine, it facilitates learning when the information is presented passively. However, if the material is trying to be learned intentionally or actively engaged in it, caffeine really doesn't do anything. Uh, your brain is already dedicating all of its focus on it, and the caffeine is not going to help you. However, you know, if you're just cruising, listening to podcasts, that kind of stuff, you know, like like this one, um, it might help you retain that information a little bit better. Most studies do find improvements in reaction time with caffeine. That is pretty much across the board, which is, which is awesome and can be very useful. There's been some other studies looking at visual acuity and, you know, like hand-eye coordination and, and those kind of things what they did was they actually took some tennis players and some basketball players and they did this research where they broke them up into three groups. One of the groups was just a normal group, well-rested. One of the groups was sleep deprived. And then another group was sleep deprived and given caffeine. And so they wanted to see, okay, how good is your hand-eye coordination? Let's, let's see how many you know, uh, baskets you're, you're making. Let's see if you can serve your uh, tennis serve with extreme accuracy and here's what happened. All right, this one was really interesting because the, the sleep-deprived group who was given caffeine, they felt like they did way better with the caffeine than when they were sleep-deprived. But the funny thing is that they did just as bad as when they were sleep-deprived. So the, the, the punchline to that really is caffeine can be useful to rescue some performance if you are sleep-deprived, but really it kind of pales in comparison to just getting more sleep, all right? So if you're forced to be sleep-deprived, caffeine can be useful. But if you really wanna see an improvement in your performance, then you should just be getting more sleep, okay? Now, the last point that I wanna talk about here, I kinda, you know, rushed through a bunch of studies, but the last point I wanna make here is that the effects observed are for acute caffeine use. That means using it every once in a while. People who are using caffeine all the time, people who are habitual users of caffeine, they get desensitized to the effects. Okay. And if you attempt to take advantage of caffeine by continually taking it, say like every day, what happens is you quickly become desensitized before any results actually happen. So what you need to do is if you have something coming up and you know that caffeine really helps you out, you need to start minimizing your intake. And then on the day of, then you can take it again. But. It takes at least a month or so to fully desensitize to caffeine's effects. So be careful with this. Use it strategically. Don't be continually taking caffeine. If you are chronically sleep-deprived, you have bigger problems. You've got to get your sleep in in check, (laughs) all right? So typically, doses of 200 to 300 milligrams are sufficient to improve performance. And if you're completely new to caffeine, I would recommend you actually start out with 100 milligrams. To put it in perspective, about one cup of coffee is 100 milligrams. About 50 milligrams of caffeine can be found in a cup of tea. Energy drinks, which have all sorts of junk added into them, get 90 plus percent of their benefit from just the caffeine. That's all they're using. And then they throw in a multivitamin and they add in some extra flavors. That's basically the secret sauce to every single energy drink. If you are using an energy drink, you got to be careful because sometimes they hide Caffeine under different names to give you an even larger spike. And it's not uncommon to see doses of, you know, excess of 600 milligrams in one of those servings of energy drink. So be careful with those. Make sure you're dosing appropriately for mental and brain performance, which is what we talked about. You're looking at probably 100 to 300 milligrams of caffeine. So with that, I think, um, you know, I just want to summarize a couple key points from from this. Uh, The first thing I'll say is that caffeine can be a very useful compound. How it acts is by being an adenosine antagonist. It blocks the sleep pressure, which is why you see, you know, more alertness and wakefulness. And this can be especially useful in sleep-deprived individuals. I know a lot of high-performing individuals, if you're listening to this, you probably are sleep-deprived pretty regularly, so caffeine can be useful to rescue some of that performance. However, it is insufficient to completely restore performance, and the only way to truly do that is to get the sleep that you want. That being said, caffeine has been used for all sorts of brain purposes. Um, It's been shown to enhance vigilance. It's been shown to enhance uh, mood state. It's been shown to enhance reaction speed. Um, It's been shown to enhance certain measures of memory. Okay, we we talked about some of those. Um, One thing that it was not good at doing was it did not help with marksmanship and it did not help with hand eye coordination and accuracy in athletes. That being said, it's a great compound. It's cheap. It does work, (laughs) which I can't say about many supplements. With that, I will leave you for the day. I hope you enjoyed this. Let me know if there are some other supplements that you would like to do. Uh, to hear a deeper dive into. I try to give you a good breadth of information here. <laughs> so if you can, please leave me a rating and review on this, just so I know what you thought of this. And if you like this kind of information or if you hated it, that's fine. I don't care. And if you can, please subscribe, because I do have so many more of these episodes in store for you. Um, and with that, you know, I'll, I'll leave you and we'll, we'll talk soon.